Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Dave Juskow Podcast. There will never be a nigger at SAE. What? Did I just... Two weeks in a row, starting the show with some racist comments. I like saying the N-word as an old radio DJ. There will never be... I can't do it more than once. Shocking. Shocking. And that's how we start the show. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's two weeks in a row. Last week was Jigaboo. This week, University of Oklahoma and their absolute, absolute racistness. Uh, I mean, you know, um, obviously it's racist. Everybody's in an uproar. It's a pretty damn racist song. <laughs> you know, the strange thing about it is, is that... Um, I, you know, it's one of those. I mean, you're at the University of Oklahoma. I'm not sure exactly what you're expecting when you're living out there. Just like I said, I mean, I, I, I don't know. For some reason, I'm giving free passes out when it's the Midwest because we all know it's a little, it's a, it's a little different out there. It's a little different. Uh, you know, for so many years when I was auditioning in uh, the business of show, I remember one time, and I don't know whether I've ever told this story before, but I was auditioning for. What is it called? Q Q Q two. It was a, it, it was the Home Shopping Network, and it was called Q two. It was a spinoff, and I was auditioning for my own show. I went over to the Kaufman. No, I went over to Silver. Why can't I think of anything today? I went over to the Silver Cup Studios. I'm I'm looking at it from my window. I'm a, I'm an idiot. Uh, I, I, again, I'm taping at my house today, and uh, went over to Silver Cup Studios, went right across the bridge, and auditioned. For Q QV two, I think it was called, that I was going to have my own home shopping network show. I don't know why, and I bought my friend Lawrence with me, and we auditioned, and they liked me, but they told me I would never work in the Midwest. This was before Seinfeld was on the air, and that was in the time because it had happened to me many times, so I was kind of used to it. That was their way of saying. You dirty Jew. <laughs> that was their polite way of saying, you dirty Jew. So, you know, it's funny when you have a black president at this point, which, you know, the, the 50th anniversary of Selma and stuff, which Martin Luther King could, you know, couldn't even probably conceive of at the time, to still have uh, some crazy stuff like that. Now, I'm not one of those people that's going to be like, can we all get along I mean I just I know how it is and I get it and it's going to take a long time if it ever happens I mean you know the only hope we can look for is that things you know like a Star Trek you know the 23rd century nobody will care but I think about those things and I think about obviously you know everybody saying the song was taught to them from this fraternity and it, it's funny in my head I'm thinking to myself I wonder if that song in many ways I I'm not giving anybody a free pass. Um, they're obviously, you know, they're in Oklahoma. I don't know what their story is. But I wonder if that's even a racist song to them. You know what I'm saying? I think it's just a song they sing, even though it's completely unacceptable. And what, what kind of idiot would tape it? Oh, my God. Phones are just the worst. I remember I was at a bachelor party once for my friend uh, who listens to the show. And I, I don't know whether I should say his name. I, I guess I won't. Even though his wife knows now. I mean, I his brother-in-law was holding up a camera and taping the bachelor party stuff. And nothing crazy happened. You know, it was just a, a stripper sitting on his lap. It wasn't a big deal. Why does somebody got to record that? Is that necessary? So I'm telling, I keep telling the guys, will you turn the camera off? Will you tear the camera off? Will you let the guy have a moment? You know, I mean, it, it just seemed fair. And that was like in 19, in the 80s. Now, you know, you just put it up. I mean, what kind of idiot's recording that call? Why is he on that bus recording that call? What good can come out of that? But that all being said, I wonder, you know, University of Oklahoma, I mean, this is a big football school. I, you know, I, 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 could see my, I could see possibly a black football player joining that fraternity 
and they love the guy and I see him singing the song somehow. I, I don't know why. I, it's ridiculous, right? But it seems like it was just a song they would... I mean, I'm not taking... It's a horrible thing. I'm just saying I could see them being stupid. The, apparently, the guy they busted, the guy that's on the video... And you have heard about this, right? I mean, University of Oklahoma, and they're singing this, chanting this song on this bus to this event. They're all in tuxedos. I would never let an N-word into their fraternity and hang them by a tree. I mean, it's a horrible song. Remember, this is a chapter of fraternity that was started in Alabama before the Civil War. And fraternities are all about tradition and, you know, the nonsense of stuff from the 1800s. So you can see how this song would carry on there. You know, I don't, I don't think they're... I'm going to take a stab and saying they're not going to... They're probably going to change the rules at Rutgers. Somebody's going to finally stand up and say, you know, guys, I, I don't know about this. But this is like an age-old tradition where I can actually see, like, it's it, it doesn't have any meaning anymore in a way, but obviously it does. It's, like, really powerful. And I can see this guy just being completely loaded and being like, wait, no, I'm not, I don't care, but, again, I'm not giving a free pass. I'm just saying. I mean, the guy's obviously an idiot. Hopefully his life is ruined because it's just, just for pure stupidity purposes. But uh, here, and here's the best part. The house mother, which I didn't even know. They have a house mother. I mean, think about how old school this is. She's 76. Now, uh, here's her two years earlier. Oh, sorry. My computer's slow when I have the thing on. As you know, I'm not super tech savvy. Let's do it again. She is saying, nigger, 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 nigger. And loving every minute of it. There's a video of it. Now here's her uh, the next day. I mean, you know, yesterday. Words. Unbelievable. This is not, this is not SAE. But clearly it is SAE. Now, I'm going to say what she's saying, the N-word all those times. She says she was rapping to a song. I completely believe her. I don't think she's not. I don't think she's not prejudiced. She's a 76-year-old woman who's the house mother at a University of Oklahoma all-white fraternity. But I do believe that when she's singing that song, she's probably, I mean, let's face it, the N-word is in a lot of rap songs. She's probably doing it. The guys are catching her. Hey, sing along to the song. She's 76 years old. She doesn't know what's going on. She's trying to be hip with the boys. And now she's been, you know, but then when it just looks really stupid when you're sitting there going like, I, this is not... This is not uh, S-A-E. I mean, this I, I can't even believe it. I mean, it just you just look like an idiot. You just look like an idiot. And, uh, yeah, so everybody's gone out of the fraternity. They packed up. She's got nowhere to go. You almost feel bad, but, but you, you can't possibly feel bad. Screw these guys. Fuck them. Fuck them. Idiots. <laughs> it's... It's like the stupidest thing of all. It's like, I think everybody's mad at the content, but in a way, aren't you just mad at just the stupidity? And isn't that reason enough to kick them off campus? Because they're obviously, they shouldn't belong in school because they're just stupid. But the thing is, if you look at the video, and it's everywhere, it's like a 10-second video. So somebody finds, you see a guy saying like, what are you doing recording it, you dope? So uh, there's a really hot girl on the bus. I mean, you just see the back of her. And she's chanting along too, and there's something so sexy about that, like the way, like, uh, you know, if you meet a beautiful Nazi and how hot that is because she's so evil. And, you know, if you could get her, it's like the true score of hotness. You know, if you can sleep with a Nazi, if you're a Jew and you can sleep with a Nazi, you kind of won. You know, you win the prize. It's the ultimate goal. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, let's face it, Nazis, Nazi women are beautiful because Nazi men are beautiful. They're the beautiful people. They, uh, I mean, that, let's face it, they were very, very handsome people. That was the plan, which is why it is so hilarious that they were all misled by probably the ugliest person ever with the ugliest mustache, bad hair. Sometimes my hair is pushed over to the side like that. I have the Hitler hair. It makes me so upset. <laughs> I left this hairdresser once. You get 160 bucks. It's just like a, a couple of months ago. It's like you, you made me look like Hitler. 
So it's funny that this guy, you know, and, you know, I mean, that's that's the basis of Hitler, that the, this one ugly dude was able to get all these good looking people and say, we got to get rid of these ugly people. Right. And they're all like, yeah, you're right, ugly guy, but not you because you're awesome. My brainwashing friend. So there it is. Good looking, stupid people. Good looking, white, stupid people. If you think of this guy, he's probably got his whole life mapped out good looking white guy blew it in 10 seconds 10 seconds whole future totally ruined and you know what good riddance yeah so that's how i opened today's show can you believe that what are we doing what kind of show has this become my my rush limbo political statement i just i like opening the show with a clip now and so you know how you're not going to talk about it? how do you open the show using the n-word like 10 times in a, in a in a song string you know hanging uh you know I don't want to just keep it free-flowing, so it's hard to say, but even though I want to say it because it's exciting. But, um, you know, you want to be controversial. But uh, how do you open a show like that and then not discuss it? We're just going to open it. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Hey, what a great day. So I'm doing the show by myself today. Maybe you noticed. I don't have a guest today. I had two guests. We had last week when we were here, we had, uh, I told you that Frank Santapadre, the lovely co-host of the Gilbert Gottfried podcast, which I listen to all the time because that one speaks to me and because it's all about just old television stars and obviously I love television. I'm still talking about network television. So obviously I love a show that they're going to talk to, you know, the Fonzie for an hour about how we got the part. That works for me. And I was going to have him and our good friend, comedian Lenny Marcus, and we were going to discuss the odd couple today the new odd couple the old odd couple i had everything odd couple planned but frank couldn't make it today he's got a big writing assignment for howard stern actually i don't know what it is so i don't think i'm spoiling anything but he had a deadline and i've just been learning about people who write for a living and how serious they are about deadlines and i never understood because i'm a slacker and besides this show i'm pretty much a slacker So I don't understand deadlines. And I've recently found that, you know, writers like my friend Dino, who writes the brilliant show Jack and Triumph, which I talk about all the time on the show, couldn't meet with me when he was writing it before they started taping it because he was like, he's like, no, I've got to concentrate. And this guy is the ultimate partier. So for him to say that, you know, then I kind of get what Frank's saying. It's just funny that I don't know by now being this old that I don't get it. I'm like, what do you mean? You can't take a break? I should know better. I, I write sometimes. <laughs> Obviously, I don't write anything I'm going to say on this show. It's all improvised. But, so, we're going to have to save it for another time. But, uh, you know, this new odd couple, let me just say, we'll talk about it more towards the television part of the show. But, oh, my God, is it horrible. It's horrible. I've seen every episode so far. Because it's my new Mulaney. You know, I was picking on Mulaney if you've listened to the show for the whole time. You know, what horrible show with major talent. And here's a horrible show with one major talent, which is uh, Tom Lennon and Matthew Perry, who is just really a bag of crap. And again, you know, if I have actors on here, like, no, Matthew Perry's a great guy, just like they did when I was talking about Mulaney. Like, no, John Mulaney's such a nice guy. I'm sure he is. And I'm sure if Matthew Perry was here right now, we'd probably hit it off. And he was a great guy, but he sucks on this show. He sucks. And the worst part is, unlike Mulaney, it is kicking ass in the ratings because it follows the number two show in the nation, The Big Bang Theory. Oh, my God, we are all in trouble. And once again, as we've discussed on this show, we have another Suddenly Susan Another Jonathan Silverman show. You know, the shows in between Friends and Seinfeld and Cheers and all the ones that came in between that lasted four or five seasons and are just horrible. And why are they in our lives? Because they are sandwiched between successes. And when I say sandwiched between successes, I'm saying, hey, I'm sorry, my cat's here today. She's, uh, you know, don't pull on the cords. I told you a hundred times. My special guest, Selena, everybody. But yeah, we're stuck, I think. I mean, the ratings are are killer, and they're not going down. And 
we're in trouble. Big trouble. Because this show sucks. And I don't see it getting better. Unless Matthew Perry changes it. Unless they replace him. If he was smart, and this is me saying this because I want to be in everything. If he was smart, he would be like, let's recast. Let's keep Felix, but uh, let's... um, I'm going to change my own part. I'm going to put in somebody else, somebody more fun. You know, it's funny. Dave Foley is on that show, and he's kind of a great talent. Hey, Selena, are you serious? No, she's knocking stuff off the table. Get out of here. What's the matter with you? Go get something to eat. I put put some food in the bowl. (laughs) You know, I've had this cat for a long time, and she still cracks me up. (laughs) I like when she doesn't listen. I like when cats don't listen. Uh, there is something hilarious about it. But anyway, we're going to talk about The Odd Couple another time because next week we are going to do March Madness. So that'll take us for a while, but there's plenty of time after to discuss this show, which will, like I said, be with us for a long time. And we will talk about how dare you. How dare you, Matthew Perry, you know, green light this show. You need to stop. Matthew Perry needs to, st- he needs to be stopped. So today in New York City, it was the first lovely day I mean really lovely day and we're starting out March really get started with a big snowstorm and now it's over and I I had my first ice cream today from one of the trucks but we had to go looking for the truck I was surprised usually the first nice day there's 30 of them out there I had it it was excellent I went um, to the Matilda box office with my friend Joe to get tickets because I know how it works when you go for a show and you, you know, you, you got to, the guy, the people that work at the box office are kind of dicks. No, they are dicks. And you got to like work them a little bit, you know, to make sure you're getting the best seats, even though we know what the seats are because we can see them online. But if they don't like you, they'll take it out on you and they won't give you, oh, no, no, those seats are gone. I mean, they're like, uh, you know, like uh, soup Nazis, but they're ticket Nazis. So you, I'm like, eh, let me tell you, I know how to work these guys. What kind of idiot? <laughs> this show is so funny. Half the season is about football, and half the season is about musical theater. How are you? That's what I'm talking about. So, um, yeah. So we went out of the box office, and I, uh, you know, work this guy a little bit, uh, make him laugh a little bit. I'm like, yeah, and he's like, uh, how about uh, row O? And I'm like, uh, yeah, but uh, you know what would be uh, great? Something a little close. <laughs> Usually they don't go for that kind of comedy, but I could tell this guy was all right, and they uh, they gave him some nicer seats. And it was a beautiful day just to walk outside. It was really nice. I was very pleased. So anyway, last week on this show, as I was leaving, if you do listen, I told you, as I told the entire world, as I bragged to everyone in a snobby fashion that I was going to the premiere of the Larry David Broadway play called fish in the dark I think that's what it's called nobody knows what it's actually called they just say I'm going to the Larry David play so I was supposed to go to the premiere and the after party and it didn't happen when I was here on Wednesday everything was all set I surprised Caitlin with the uh, the announcement and the next day I was supposed to go to that party and the show with everybody you know Susie Essman from the show Jeff Garland Tom Hanks because his wife is in it it was going to be sick and at 1 o'clock in the afternoon I got a call from my friend saying uh, the producer called us and we're out I don't know what happened he's apparently this guy Scott Rudin is a legendary uh, dick but I'm out and I was rather distraught mostly because I, I tweeted, I'm like, all right, suckers, guess who's going? You know, that kind of stuff. I was calling my mom, and I'm like, oh, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, oh, that's funny that uh, you didn't ask. Uh, I am going to the Larry David premiere. Oh, it's not a big deal. Oh, don't worry about yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. You're playing Mahjong. I'm going to the opening night party. I mean, I was a dick about it. I was a dick about it. I called everybody. Why wouldn't I? Unfortunately, a little too soon. A little premature. Because I didn't go. So then I came home. And then my friend who did some of the incidental music for the show, Bob Golden, who also does David Tell's music uh, for his um, television shows and other stuff. And a couple, a little bit of other theater. He went. 
and he was expecting me. He's like, where are you? Because apparently at the after party, there was like, you know, everybody and then a roped off section just for the actors. I wanted to bring you into the actors thing. I was telling everybody about you. I'm like, you're lying now. Now you're just trying to hurt my feelings. I never told him I wasn't going. So he called, no, what are you talking about? He didn't know. Then he called me after me and him. Uh, we talked. We read the, the first reviews at 1230. It was just breaking my heart. He was just telling me who was there. He goes, yeah, you know, Rita Wilson came over my house to record something, and she told Larry David how great it was, so they came over, and then they were all day just telling me how great my apartment is. <laughs> Isn't that funny? You know, I'm like, yeah, well, that's just perfect. But you know what? I deserved it because of what I was doing to others. I guess I deserved it. What are you going to do, right? <sighs> it's all right. I'm going to see it again. My friend called, you know, it's this this legendary acting teacher he called he's like I'm gonna make it up to you we'll go in two weeks tickets will still be free that's all my Jewish ears need to hear <laughs> I'm so racist today <laughs> anyway so I'm by myself today as I said so I'm just going over a couple of uh topics and you know I'm always all over the place I mean sometimes I'm organized but I'm also unorganized at the same time. So I'm just going over some stuff that maybe we hadn't discussed. Now, Sunday, I went to the New Jersey Devils game to honor the 95 Devils. Now, last week on this show, we were talking about Gary Glitter, who was brought up on sexual, sorry, sexual harassment, like sexual abuse, minor sexual abuse charges. And that's the guy that did, you know, the famous song that's this. You know it. It's at every rock anthem and uh, every sports thing in the in the country. Come on, get to it. Anyway, the best part is. Um, well, okay, I'll, uh, let me, how do I uh, put this together? Uh, so, now, I told you the history last week of that song and how it happened and how the Devils decided, because the Devils actually were the first people to ever use it, but when they were with uh, in Colorado, after they moved to New Jersey, they continued to use it. But then um, they stopped it because, you know, this guy and his problems and blah, 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 blah. And the Devils fans, for some reason, would say, like, Hey, you suck! You know, because it goes, hey! Because a lot of people just call it the hey song because there's really no words. So they would say, hey, you suck, I guess, to the opposing team. But the Devils didn't like that. And they're like, we don't want to do that song anymore because we don't like when you say, hey, you suck. So uh, it's funny that I never noticed it before. I didn't know that's what they did. And I'm, you know, a big Devils fan. I just, I don't know, I just never recognized that one. I'm always, um, with the Rangers... There's always been a song where somebody whistles Pot Van Sucks, which is some, I think, old goalie on the Islanders. People have told me the story for many years, and you say Pot Van Sucks, and it's been going on for like 30 years. So um, I'm at the game on Sunday, and somebody is just whistling. Or, or I don't know what they're playing, like some sort of horn you can bring in and then just everybody he's like whistling it just like I just told you before like Potvin sucks he's whistling it so then everybody goes hey you suck so no matter what the devils do with their in-house music there's always some douchebag who's just gonna whistle it and everybody says hey you suck and I'm not sure you know if I was the flyers that day I'd be like "Are are they even talking to us because I'm not, you know, because it, it comes up at random points. So are they talking to the Devils because the Devils are doing bad? If I was the opposing team, I'd be like, they're probably talking about the home team because they're not, you know, they're not doing well this season. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's a good thing unless you say Flyers suck or the opposing team. Why would you say, hey, you suck? If I'm the opposing team, I'm like, well, that doesn't bother me. I think they're maybe they're talking to themselves. 
It's New Jersey. Maybe they're just self-deprecating. So that's pretty stupid. But here's the other thing, and it leads up to, um, you know, what happened today in the news. So last week, you know, we're playing that song, and I found out that they changed it to, oh, oh, here, I have it here. I'm sorry. They changed it to this, which is a Bon Jovi song. You hear the, the drum, it, it, it's exactly the same. I mean, when you get into it, it gets a little better, but uh, you know, it starts out the exact same as the Gary Glitter song. Now, nobody has talked about this, and I don't want anybody to talk about it, really. I know I'm talking about it, but I'm just using it as an example. I like Bon Jovi. I don't want any trouble for Bon Jovi, but I mean, it is kind of a blatant ripoff, and I think I you know would be remiss. I, I think that's the proper usage of the word. Uh, if we didn't say Bon Jovi knows he's probably making an arena song. It's called This Is Our House, and I I think it's made just for, you know, he's like, let's get an arena song going. So it's kind of interesting that it's very clear, it seems, that he ripped it off. Now, in the news, we were talking about this last week, Robin Thicke, Blurred Lines, the Pharrell Williams song, uh, finally got an answer to the Marvin Gaye song. Now, Marvin Gaye's family, these money-grubbing whores, are saying that he ripped off the Marvin Gaye song. Uh, I don't know what it's called. You know it when you hear it. I have it here, but I just don't care. Uh I don't know. I mean, I mean, oh, give it up. Got to give it up. So they, uh, the jury decided that Robin Thicke did steal it. And they they have, Thicke and Williams have to pay $4 million in copyright damages, plus profits attributable to infringement, which for Thicke was determined to be $1.8 million, and for Williams was determined to be $1.6 million. You know, it's just here's here's the difference. Here's a mix of both of those songs. Hey, everybody, get lines. up! Now it's gonna mix into the Marvin Gaye song. This is the Marvin Gaye one. Yeah, you can see the similarities for sure. See, they're going back and forth. Can you tell the difference? Let's go back to the Marvin Gaye one. You know, yes, they sound similar. Robin Thicke has said it's a tribute to Marvin Gaye and that song. I don't see anything wrong with it. I just really don't. You know what I mean? I, I just, I, I, you know, we we got to stop. We got to just cool out. Uh, you know, because you're 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 coming to the point where you're just like, well, I invented that chord. That's what it is. Now listen to this. I don't know if you heard about this, but the same thing was going on about uh, in October with Stairway to Heaven. Have you heard about this? And there's a band called Spirit, and they're demanding money from Led Zeppelin because they ripped off... Led Zeppelin ripped this off. This is the band Spirit. Okay, uh, <laughs> that to me is a blatant ripoff. It's a blatant ripoff, okay? And here's even why. 
Led Zeppelin used to tour with this band Spirit. So, of course, they have heard it before. They said, they probably said, this band ain't going nowhere. We'll just, you know, take a, take that first part. It's no big deal. And probably back then it wasn't a big deal. You probably didn't even think about it. They probably even discussed it. Dude, do you mind if I use that? And now this guy's family, because the guy is dead, is saying, hey, you, you know, you douchebags. You owe us some money. It's these families. They're coming out of the woodwork. It's horrible. Uh, you know, we don't know whether there was a conversation between the two or whatever, but I mean, we never, I never heard a spirit until today. What is it? I mean, maybe they had a conversation. Who knows? I mean, that is a blatant ripoff. It really is. So if anybody deserves any money, they do. I don't think the blurred lines and the Marvin Gaye thing deserves money. I think it's different enough. He's mentioned it's a tribute. That's what tributes are. They're very close. So then are you saying that Bruno Mars... Um, What's the one uh, strung out in heaven or whatever it's called? You know, the one before the uh, uh, funk you up is it is this it's based on a it's a tribute to Sting to one of his songs. So just is Sting going to is Sting's family when Sting dies going to ask him for money? I mean, this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> Look at me. I'm, I'm so angry, but I am angry about it. I don't I'm, I'm just who are these families. I'd like to meet them and be like, why don't you just relax? You don't have enough money from uh, your you, you didn't do anything. You didn't do, you did nothing. And if this guy didn't want to do anything about it while he was alive, what business is it of yours? But boy, those are really similar. <laughs> and they were touring together. They blatantly ripped it off. We do that in comedy all the time. You know who uh, the biggest thief in show business was, and everybody knew it. It was Robin Williams. He'd go to a comedy club, he'd see somebody doing a bit, and he would take it and make it his own. But he was known as being a thief. And you know what? I've probably done that a hundred times myself in many ways, saying, oh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm listening to this guy, and I'm going to take that premise and going to make it my own. But what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to not use somebody's chords because they've already used a D chord? Oh, I can't use the D chord because this guy used the D chord, so... I'll change mine to a D seventh chord. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can do. There's not going to be any more chords while we're alive. There's no new chords. It's over. So everybody relax. That's what I got to say about that. And speaking of comedians, I found this thing. This is the weirdest thing, and I don't know how I, how did I find it? Oh, this is the weirdest thing. Speaking of Selena. Uh, last week, I was looking up a vet. There's a really pretty vet in my building. There's a there's a doggy daycare in my building, and they have a vet that comes Tuesday and Friday. So, you know, I'm trying to stalk her, and I, I, I I'm sorry, I've been trying to just uh, you know, see her. Um, <laughs> hey now, no, no, she is pretty, but I thought my cat might have a problem. I don't like taking her to the vet because I don't like. I had a vet, I didn't like him. So now we don't have one. I haven't. She hasn't been sick, but she was sneezing a lot, and I was getting a little nervous. So I'm like, well, let me take it to the pretty girl downstairs. And, uh, you know, because she's, you know, cut her nails before she knows my cat. And so I'm just looking up vets. And all of a sudden, I, I don't know why, I got to a site called Brooklyn Vegan. I don't know why. And on it was this uh, Juan Lee. And a scholarship created to her well, no no I'm sorry it wasn't a scholarship it was a it was this girl who they were looking for and they were hoping that they would find her yeah, she hadn't been seen in like a month Lee, and apparently she was a stand up comedian I, I've never heard of her I've never met her and I, I know everybody and then as I you know looked her up online it's it's not funny, but it's just weird. Like I was like, oh, she hasn't been found. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then she died, or she jumped off the George Washington Bridge. Because then I saw a scholarship was created and a, and a memorial was happening happening at Chicks and Giggles' tenth anniversary show, which was a show in Brooklyn to remember Juwan Lee, if that's how you pronounce her name. Let me just tell you something right now. I'm not making fun of this yet, but if I die. Please 
don't have my memorial at the 10th anniversary of Chicks and Giggles, I'm begging you, whoever is listening, in, 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 whoever can hear my voice over these airwaves, please don't have a memorial for me at the Chicks and Giggles, whether it be 10th, 11th, or 12th anniversary, please don't do that for me. I'd actually prefer not to be remembered. If you're going to have my uh, memorial at Podcast Palooza, that's different. So it's funny because, you know, I just saw the progression of this girl. She's missing. Then there's a, a memorial and a scholarship. So she died and I was looking up more stuff. And and then I saw tweets from Amy Schumer and Judah Friedlander. I guess other people knew who she I never heard of her. And not only was I looking at her for the first time, but then she just died. I mean, it's just so weird to not know. She obviously made some sort of waves. It's weird that I would never have even heard of her death. You know, because I would get a call from David Tell or, or Rachel and saying like, oh, did you hear about that girl jumping off the Brooklyn, the George Washington Bridge? And if she George jumped off the George Washington Bridge, why would she want a memorial in Brooklyn? You know, have that thing in Jersey. Obviously, she felt closer to Jersey. It's weird, right? I just thought that was interesting. Also, uh, Sam Simon died, you know, one of the creators of The Simpsons, and I'm always mixed about that. I mean, I, you know, I, I feel bad that he's dead, but he seemed like a major tool. Uh, I know a lot of people that met him and seemed like he was really nice. I only say he was a tool. Like, he left after the fourth season and then did nothing, which is, you know, brilliant. But he, I don't know, it just seemed like he was... Uh, taking credit for doing stuff and you know he left after the you know it wasn't even a an institution yet it's kind of odd it seemed like a strange dude but you know he did help create the simpsons i mean this guy you know is interesting in the sense i guess he was a little older and he, he was writing on cheers and you know other stuff which is kind of maybe even i don't know i guess i don't know how old he was but he was writing on like legendary stuff but it's weird to leave you know and then I don't know, you know, and then just still be associated with The Simpsons after 20 years and, you know, be like, oh, I created The Simpsons, you know, like you're you're talking about it, you're into it, but yet you got a problem with the show. It's just a little weird. But he could buy and sell anybody he wants, so I guess that's what you do. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I'd do the exact same thing. Who am I kidding? I would do the exact same thing if I created a show, didn't like which way it was going, and then I would talk about it for years. I'm a dick. That's who I am. It's my thing. So what are you going to do? All right, let's move on to something. Uh, this is just funny because you know how I love Martin Short. Uh, you know, he's in this uh, Broadway show called It's Only a Play, so they were doing a tribute to Matthew Broderick. And uh, he's just, I don't know, he's funny. They just have some quotes. He just turned it into a rose. He goes, you can picture him saying, it's an absolute thrill for me to honor my dear friend Matthew Bashir al-Assad Broderick. Um, and he says uh, he likened him to the Syrian uh, and quipped the former Ferris Bueller's Day Off star resembles a bouncer at a lesbian bar. <laughs> Matthew is more than a friend. He was at the conception of all my children and when you visit his home, you can't help but wonder how many portraits can one man sit for? <laughs> Martin Short. A true genius. I love him. Uh, oh, yeah, we didn't go to our um, our usual uh, halfway point. Let's do it. I bring it up today because I want to talk about my favorite show, Triumph. Jack and Triumph show. I know I've been talking about it since its inception. I love it. There's been three episodes... And I absolutely love it. And it's not, it's not doing badly in the ratings. I uh, checked because I just, I just wanted to continue. You know, obviously I want to be in it someday. I just think Bob Smigel is a true genius, a true comic genius. And that term is, you know, used sometimes incorrectly. But between him and, and Dave Cross, I think those are true comic geniuses obviously they have their moments where they're a mess but um 
Jack and Triumph show number five in the ratings this week. Uh, or that was a that was the first episode. Number five in cable ratings. The the first one on the Discovery Channel, Alaskan Bush people. So that's what we're up against. The Alaskan Bush people. Two episodes of The Family Guy on Adult Swim and American Dad, and then also on Adult Swim, the Jack and Triumph show, number five. So Adult Swim does pretty well. Got a .7, which, you know, technically sucks compared to the other ratings, but it's doing good, and that makes me happy because I love it. Now let's take a look at uh, some of the material. Have you ever heard of civet coffee? Oh, that's what this is? Yes. Well, not exactly. It's... This is passed through the intestines of a former child star. Oh. Even better. It's... So that it has the special kind of bitterness that only child stars can conjure. <laughs> it's rich, like your parents, and dark, like the people you pushed out of this neighborhood. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. He's so funny. It's so well written. And uh, what happened in this particular episode is that uh, Triumph realizes, and remember, it's supposed to be uh, silly. Oh, wait, I'm going to get Selena out of here. Come on, kitty. Uh. Uh, she's a little heavy. Um, in this particular episode, he realizes that if he civets, I think the, is the word coffee, through Jack, Mc, Jack McKean, is that his name? Um, through his body. He can sell these beans at a like a Williams in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, you know, to hipsters, and that's why he's saying, you know, it's rich like your parents, and and dark like the people you've kicked out of this neighborhood. <laughs> so in this particular episode, um, Paul Rudd is in it, and uh, you know that's a that's a big to do, and he comes in and says this: Paul Rudd, you're fading well. <laughs> You guys got Paul Rudd? Well, come on. Have you seen his movies? He's naturally drawn to shit. Uh, I'll take two Americanics. One for me and one for my beautiful wife's favorite babysitter. I'll have a large. I don't know. Our large is pretty big. Can someone help you carry it? I assure you, I can carry. Okay, okay. I, I just figured since you can't carry a film, a 12 ounce. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Uh, honestly, honestly, I never thought I'd see you here. In fact, I never thought I'd see you again now that Chris Pratt exists. <laughs> Your barbs don't hurt me. I stopped being self-aware in 2012. <laughs> Why don't you make me a coffee and find me a seat? I'm exhausted from carrying my wallet all day. <laughs> I don't know why I kept on the last part. But um, I, I, my favorite part is when uh, Triumph just laughs at it, you know, when he laughs at his own jokes. <laughs> it always makes me laugh. Here's some more. From the first time I ate the beans, my virgin batch. <laughs> oh, Triumph. I guess I don't need a shop full of fans. As long as I have your friendship. Excuse me, uh, I'm sorry, my my yacht ear is acting up, so I might not have heard correctly. <laughs> but did you say that marble has been passed? Uh, no, uh, passed is what you should have done on dinner for schmucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's all full of lines like that all the time, and it's really good, and he just makes fun of everybody, so it's just like all the videos we've seen over the years on Conan, and he found a way to incorporate it into a sitcom, and it's just it's just great because it's just stupid, and they know it's stupid, and they make fun of it being stupid. And then you get a major film star like Paul Rudd completely getting it, making fun of himself, letting him say all this stuff. It's just great stuff. And, you know, I know he always has, you know, celebrities on this week, but he has weird ones on, like the ones I like, you know, Leonard Moulton and some YouTube uh, sensation guy that he's had on twice, which is even funnier. But uh, it's really good. And then this past week, uh, judging by the opening of our show, he did something really interesting. We get back to sleep if we tried your white noise machine. Let's see. Whatable? Not tonight. Uh, babbling urinal? Still can't sleep. Uh, how about John Leguizamo one-man show? <laughs> Anthony, 
why you no come around here no more? I see you looking at me, papi. Any other night, I'd be out cold. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> what he's trying to get him to do is to um, use the N-word. He's trying to get this, you know, little Midwestern kid to use the N-word so he'll be famous again because he knows it'll get press. So he's trying to tape record him doing that and uh, nothing seems to be working until he comes up with a plan. But only your voice will do it. Read me a bedtime story. Oh, a bedtime story? Sure. Oh. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, the Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Yes, it's a classic. So read it nice and loud. <laughs> I don't know. For my money, that's that's brilliant, you know. I think that's, like, really great stuff, and uh, you should definitely watch it because it's a real fun show. Although, Caitlin didn't like it. I made her watch the second episode. She didn't like it. So, could be an age thing. I don't know. I just... It makes me happy every Friday. I, I don't watch it on Fridays at 11.30 because I'm out, but I mean, Saturday mornings, I really enjoy watching it. So, uh, <laughs> Hello? Um, speaking of which, uh, that's right. I forgot to tell you, if you, again, have been listening to my show, uh, you know, all this time, you know that my, you know, listen, I make fun of a lot of shows because a lot of them suck. You know, like the odd couple, like Mulaney, Mysteries of Laura when we first started. But I also talk about the ones I like, like Triumph and uh stuff like that but the one i always make fun of but not don't make fun but i i you know love it and i, I can't even say secretly is dog with a block i talk about it nonstop. i tweet about it all the time because it's just it's funny to talk about it i think it's funny you know i get it that it's funny that i like it but the funny thing is when i watch it it still it makes me laugh out loud like i always think i'm like oh i'm just making fun of myself making fun i'm doing a bit but I find myself actually laughing. There's something about talking animals. That's why I like that stupid Triumph show. That's why I got a black cat. Because it's, you know, Salem for Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I, I, I don't know what it is. And, you know, I'm on TV Funhouse. And I couldn't tell you how happy that made me. Because I played a talking animal. It's just a puppet. And that works for me. So there's nothing I can do about that. Even the dog with the blog is kind of stupid. It works for me. So anyway, the best part is of this story, the night that I found out I'm not going to Larry David, I'm very upset. I go down to the bar. I have a couple of drinks. I get a tweet from the girl, the lead girl that I like. You know, I mean, she's 16, but, uh, you know, but I like her on the show. This G. Hanalis, her real name is Genevieve. She favored one of my tweets because I wrote something about, I, I think I, one of the tweets was, when Dog with a Blog gets better ratings than Parks and Recreation, we are there. Obviously, that's the voice I was trying to convey in my writing. And she she favored it. I couldn't have been more thrilled that I have a connection to Dog with a Blog. How, how retarded am I? What's the matter with me? This is why no one's ever heard of me before. I am crazy. I am clearly insane. I was thrilled that she... This is the equivalent, if you think about it. I, then I started thinking, oh, my God. Can you imagine, you know, having this as in the 70s when I was a little kid? Can you imagine having access to one of your favorite stars that they know you exist? Which is so important when you're a kid. And probably, quite frankly, when you're older. It's, as clearly, I'm cafelling uh, <laughs> with this... Uh, knowledge that uh, she knows who I am but you know when I think can you imagine if somehow I tweeted something and Lee Majors from the six million dollar man favored one of my tweets in the 70s I would have been the most happiest I would have showed everybody people probably would have come up like oh no Lee Majors and Dave Jessica are really good friends really good friend yeah because there was a girl in my school who was really good friends with Lee Majors so she said but I think she was just the president of his fan club so I was in love with her because she had a connection to Lee Majors. I can't even imagine that, you know, if you're, you know, a, a, an eight-year-old kid and you love this show, Dog with a Blog, and one of the, you know, celebrities knows you. It's so exciting. Here's a scene from uh, last week's episode of Dog with a Blog. 
because I'm telling you, if this doesn't make you laugh, you got a problem. That's brilliant. A sleepover is just what we need to get our creative juices flowing. My first sleepover. I don't want to get you too excited, but someone's a night farter. <laughs> That's the dog. <laughs> Come on. His name is Tyler. More gossip to come. That's the dog talking. Someone's a night farter. <laughs> I, I, I have a, a problem. I don't know. It just makes me happy. It's just so stupid. But they got that. I'm telling you, they got that dog down to a science. I don't know what they do. I don't. I don't even know if it's a real dog anymore. I can't figure it out. It looks completely real. But they got his mouth moving perfectly. I don't think they're using peanut butter like they did with uh, with Flipper or Lassie or anything like that. But they got it going good. And it's really funny because it, that's what makes the Jack and Triumph so so funny to me is because it's done so poorly. You know, it's. Um, it's so obvious when Triumph puts his arm out that it's just a long stick that's supposed to be his arm, you know, handing people stuff or whatever. And I think that is part of the gag. So I don't know. You know, I love it. I hope you do, too. You got to try it out. Tell me if I'm crazy. I'm, I, know, I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. You know what? Don't even look at it because then you're going to be like, what is the matter with this guy? I'm not listening to his show anymore. That's definitely going to happen. Let's see if I get anything else. Um, yeah, how about this? The uh, the crew of Sharknado 3 uh, walked off uh, work the other day. <laughs> What's the matter with those people? The crew of Sharknado 3 is having a conflict with their, with their wages. I, how is that? What? You're kidding. You got to be an idiot walking off the set of Sharknado 3. If you're working on the production of Sharknado 3... And you got a problem with your wages. If you have a problem with your wages, if you don't realize what you're getting into, you might as well be on that bus in Oklahoma and just using that N-word in that song because you're obviously an idiot. Now, let's get to the uh, ratings for this week, which I love. Now, uh, I was talking about Last Man on Earth yesterday which I have been very much enjoying. But unfortunately, I mean, it did well. It won the uh, the night, I believe. That's Sunday. It didn't win, but it did pretty good. Uh, yeah, it got a... It got a yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, this is Sunday night. Once Upon a Time won the night, which it's supposed to do, with a 2.1. And remember... Your highest ratings are like a, you know, a six. So it's still lame. And that's a Sunday. Well, without football, they got nothing. They got nothing. So Once Upon a Time did a 2.1. And Last Man on Earth did a 1.8. And that was the second most watched show of the night. So it did okay, but it somehow dropped out of the top 25. Well, yeah, uh, that makes sense. The last one, Criminal Minds, is 1.9. Now... Saturday night, NBC did boxing. And they they only got a 1.0, but it won the night. A 1.0. Because nobody watches on Saturday. They don't even care. But they did boxing. They haven't done that since, like, the 70s. And the SNL with Dakota Johnson... Uh, I'm sorry, the SNL with uh, Chris Hemsworth, the Thor, that did very well. Got a 2.0. That's, you know, okay. And uh, Family Guy does that. And the one with Dakota Johnson just got a 1.9, so Chris Hemsworth picked it up. But um, for the week, Empire, again, just, oh, my God, it's killing it. It's killing it. It's number one now because there's no nonsense, you know, no Oscars, no nonsense. 5.8. That's big. That's really big. 5.8. Second one, The Big Bang Theory, 4.8. A whole point down from Empire. Empire is a powerhouse. It's become a huge powerhouse. Big Bang Theory, 4.8. And I'm saying that like that because you know what? The Odd Couple's number six because of that stupid Big Bang Theory, which I love, but now it's ruining everything because The Odd Couple is number six, and last week it was number six. And if people aren't tuning out after the first episode, we are in trouble. I know I keep saying it. The Goldbergs moved up from 10. Grey's Anatomy dropped. Blackish is ugh. 
Blackish uh, was at 19, moved up to 13. Now, Blackish is doing well. I'm just angry because tonight, I believe, we tape on Wednesdays. They're doing an all, a bloopish, I think it's called, show. So they're showing all bloopers. Oh, my God, I hate those. I hate them. Because most of the time, and first of all, it's a show that's, what, what this has been, like five episodes? You're showing bloopers already? Are you kidding? But it's always just flubbed lines. It's always just people coming in. Hey, Pop, I thought we were going to blah, 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 And people are laughing. Why? You, you just, you're horrible at your job. You just flubbed your line. You're getting paid a million dollars. You flubbed your line. We're sitting there laughing like a bunch of idiots. We should be like, hey, learn your lines, asshole. I hate it. I hate it when they show it in movies. These big stars making these big money. Cameron Diaz can't remember a line. Oh, my God. Makes me furious. I like some bloopers, but the flub lines, it's, oh, oh, drives me crazy. We'll see how that does next week. That show Mom, I don't know how it does it. On its own, on Thursday, uh, no, I think it moved to Mondays from 22 to 14, Mike and Molly. That's got a big powerhouse star in it, though. American Idol's dropping, thank God. Dropped all the way down to 16. God, that show sucks now. And I used to be a huge fan. The middle moved from 24 to 17. And once upon a time, moved down a little, but still, it's all right. And Family Guy, still up in the top 25. That, of course, makes me happy. And Gotham dropped from 14 to 24. I don't know why. And I don't know whether you heard if you watched that show, but Jada Pinkett is leaving the show. And you know what? Good riddance. Her character stinks and is not going anywhere. I think it'll be a better show without her. Thank you. That's right. Yeah, you heard me. You know, my cat is sitting on my uh, on my material. Did you hear uh, there's a UCLA, UCLA student is the latest victim of anti-Semitism on campus, at the UCLA campus. Well, we were talking about this earlier with the uh, University of Oklahoma. You know, we got the, the black thing. Well, this is uh, this girl, Rachel Beta, a UCLA student, was initially turned down for a student government post after questions were raised about whether her Jewish faith would affect her impartiality. Well, this doesn't make a lick of sense because if there's a photo of this girl and if you look it up, she's gorgeous. Not only doesn't she look, you know, Jewish, and when I say look Jewish, I'm saying she doesn't look like me. She's gorgeous. Why anybody would care, whatever she is, if I was a guy, I would just be like, yeah, you're hired. I don't understand prejudice when it comes to that because most guys or people are not prejudiced when it comes to looks. So let's just say these guys are on this bus and they're throwing the N-word around and they're singing a song, they're stringing up on trees. Let me tell you something. Kerry Washington walks into that bus. They're like, oh, hello. Hello, Miss Washington. Hello. You know, it, it just, when, when somebody's gorgeous, there's no race, you know? I just truly believe that, that you can solve racism by just, you know, with gorgeous people. <laughs> I know it's stupid. It's probably a stupid thing to say, but I don't know. So now uh, they're talking about making a new Ghostbusters. And I told you about that with the girls. But now they're talking about making one with a bunch of boys, like another one. And all the girls are tweeting, saying, couldn't you just let the girls have this one freaking time? Is Sony trying to be the most disliked studio or what? And we all know now Sony is crazy. This other girl just writes, Sony Pictures announces Sex in the City reboot with Cruz, Pitt, Denzel, and Clooney drinking Cosmos, talking love and sex. That's pretty funny. Sony Pictures announces Legally Blonde reboot with Chris Hemsworth, Pierce Bronson teaches him the bend and snap. Now that's hilarious. As everybody knows, I love Legally Blonde. <laughs> oh my God, the bend and snap works every time. Well, clearly I have completely lost it. I am just so all over the place. Am I gay? Am I straight? Am I retarded? Am I do I have Asperger's? I swear I have no idea what's the matter with me. But I filled a whole hour by myself. And you know what? Once in a while, I absolutely love doing it by myself. I like mixing it up. I like having guests. I like having my comedian friends. I like having musicians. I like mixing it up. That's the way podcasts are supposed to be. How can you have a comedian every week? It's boring. And sometimes you just don't want a guest. You got to like the, the people that bring it to you, you know? I don't know. 
That's the way I feel because I listen to the podcast myself. Anyway, next week, definitely going to do March Madness stuff. We're going to fill out the brackets. Have a lot of fun doing that. And uh, who knows what will come of the weeks to come. But you can always rely on the Dave Jessica podcast being fresh and new every week. We'll see you next week.